Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the live, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined a right center field. It is a base hit. Rounding third, scoring Connor Balepa. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan with you as always. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We are brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. Talking all things Yankee baseball, which mainly as of late has not been been good things. That pretty much continued this past series. Yankees dropped three of four to Toronto. They needed a big home run and a redemption game from Andrew Benintendi just to uh just to get on the board in this series and avoid what felt like complete and total disaster uh but Sean do you come out of this series with any kind of more positivity with a Yankees deadline acquisition finally showing some some promise and and the Yankees winning what felt like a must-win game when Toronto had Manoa on the mound. I mean, I don't, I don't come out with the series feeling good about the Yankees deadline acquisition <laughs> because of what happened on Thursday where uh, Montas gave up uh, what five runs in the second inning to really set a tough tone for this series and, you know, losing nine, two in the opening game. But obviously you come off a win like yesterday and you feel really good because you you needed it. And on Paul O'Neill Day, I, th- I thought it, you know, the, the fans were really into the game. And, you know, Trevino, not Trevino, right? Trevino, not Trevino, uh, with the what, seven, seven outs to to get the win. And um at the end of the game there, that was that was huge. But when you look at the beginning of the series, super frustrating. You know, two runs, another shutout, two runs. The offense isn't clicking. We saw Boone um, slam his hand down on the table and send a water bottle airborne. And, you know, it was nice to see a little bit of frustration come out, I, th- I think. It was um, the loudest contact a Yankee hitter has had in a, in a quite Josh, a while. Yeah, the, the Donaldson <laughs> Grand Slam. And then you go uh, three days later, and that was that was it. But uh, it was nice to see Benintendi take advantage of the short Porsche. It was a really uh, – um, like a, a – Sunday was more of a fun game. I thought it was played played pretty well by the Yankees all around. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what? Honestly, um, 
I was I I never wish for guys to get hurt. And if this is a phantom aisle stint for Abreu, I'm I'm happy because he was terrible and I really could not watch him pitch. And he's been he's been horrible and he's he's contributed pretty directly to a lot of these losses. So I was I was glad to kind of get him away from the team. I feel better about that. I don't know what Clark Schmidt needs to do to get back up here, but uh overall. Uh, obviously very disappointed in losing three out of four to the to the Blue Jays, but happy that we ended on a high note because now we have, uh, as we talked with uh, Ibby about from uh, Tillmets to his part, we have Scherzer and DeGrom rolling. And so it was really important to at least get that win on Sunday. Yeah, the the offense is has looked terrible. Even even the hitters that you rely on most have have begun to struggle maybe they're trying to shoulder more of the load but LeMahieu was was struggling of late judge ha- has struggled of late Rizzo's numbers way down uh so you know Torres has come up with some hits of late so hopefully he's starting to come out of what was an absolutely dreadful 20 game funk that he was in so hopefully they're starting to uh, – hopefully you have some hitters that might be starting to wake up. Maybe Sunday helps wake up Benintendi, who has been dreadful ever since the trade. Um, but like you said about Abreu, um, obviously hope he's he's okay and hopefully he can get right while he's on the IL and, and Clay Holmes as well to that matter. But for Abreu, like you said, there's – you never want to see anyone get hurt. There's almost a relief that he's no longer an option for Boone because it just seemed like he was going to keep going to him in in close games, even even when they're down going to him in, in a close game. And then you blink and the game's out of reach, you know, especially with the streak the Yankees have been on. Even when you're down a run or two, you, you can't just go to these unreliable arms because if another run or two is scored, the way the offense is performing, the game's over. So it's been super frustrating seeing him go to uh, Abreu at the frequency that he has. That seems like it'll be no longer for for a while. And and yeah, it's just it was a rough, rough weekend. It ended on a good note, so that's that's nice. But in reality, you lose three or four to the team that you're trying to hold off and trying to avoid a, a complete collapse against. And and the offense still just looks like it can get absolutely nothing going. And, and we still sit here talking and I, we hear so many people talk about, Oh, well, you know, when Stan comes back, when Stan comes back, yeah, he, he, you had a big bat and he lengthens the lineup, but the, the Yankees have far more offensive problems than just the fact that Stanton's not in the lineup. You have regular contributors who have been struggling of late. You have a, a bunch of other guys who have been struggling for a way more prolonged period of time. And Stanton's not going to fix that. And the Yankees, you have to, all you have to do is look back exactly one season to know that when Judge and Stanton are both healthy and producing, it's still not nearly enough for the Yankees to be a legitimate contender because they both were healthy for the vast majority of last season. They both were productive. They combined for almost, uh, would they hit they combined for 74 home runs last season and the Yankees were still in the middle of the pack in team offense in terms of OPS because nobody else was hitting so they need more yeah no I mean that's that's the big thing and you need you know you need Rizzo to to get back on track all the way I know he had a you know a big home run at the the last game of the um Tampa series but really, I mean, I think to me, I look at 
center field, Donaldson, Torres. Like you need to get two out of three going out of those those bunch. Whether it's, I mean, it looks like it's going to be Hicks, Florial just can't hit up here. It seems like, but I'm glad that they gave him a, a look. I don't know. I, I, Cabrera looks like a, a baseball player to me, man. He he looks really good. I, I would give him a look a little bit longer, but uh, you know, I also think calling a Peraza would probably be a lot of fun. But I mean, regardless, you need like Torres and Donaldson are guys who have track records pretty recently of being good hitters, and you need to get something other than a two twenty average out of them. And and not it's not two twenty where they're hitting forty homers. You know what I mean? It's like you need you need to get something out of these guys. It's it's just uh, it's not sustainable, especially when you're if you're rolling out IKF at short, who's basically a you know a give up in terms of of any meaningful production. He might poke a single through here or there, but they 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 Torres or Donald and Donaldson need need to step up in my opinion, and that's that's what would turn this around if you get one of them going. Yeah, well, I've I would say I have more faith in in Torres, even though he has trended so far down to where he's barely above league average in the OPS plus department, only 106. But I say Torres because you know Donaldson's age, 36. You don't know if maybe just a lot of the power in that bat is is just gone. And we have been seeing this for a full season. So now we're we're getting near September. So I don't I don't, know. I don't know how much confidence I have that he's suddenly going to find a a second wind and coming down the the stretch of of the regular season. And Torres, you, Torres, you just don't know what to think. He, you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but back to back All Star seasons to begin his career, then a puzzling and drastic decline over the next two seasons, and then he came back this year and was looking like, you know, looking like we might have he might be back to being an all-star and now he has just completely fallen off. You know, he does, he has a hit in at least a hit in three of his last or sorry, in uh, five of his last seven games. So that's, that's a, that's a good start. We'll see if he, we'll see if he's able to, uh, to pick things up. And other than that, I, I, like you said, IKF, no expectations there in terms of offense that he'll get anything going. The Yankees have a a big outfield problem because they have made it clear that Hicks has been demoted to the bench. He started yesterday, and that was his first time in in almost a week that he started. Uh, Floreal, I think I think the jury's out. I, I mean, he hasn't had like a huge consistent spurt of playing time at the major league level, but anytime he's been up, he has not hit, and I don't think that is going to change. And and then you have Benintendi, who hopefully after Sunday got things going. But we'll the, I think uh, I think the point is that we are just rattling off all these names that need to get going, which should highlight the fact that the Yankee offense has just been terrible. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's been it's been the same thing since basically that that Met series is us sitting here 
trying to piece together a solution and it's you know that there's only so much we could do in terms of coming up with ideas but i mean look i'm ready to go benintendi judge cabrera and then you know either you know donaldson or glaber in the infield with dj and put peraza at short and rizzo at first like i I would rather give peraza and cabrera a shot to to make an impact here because we know they're going to be better than ikf or and hicks like to me that's that's pretty much a given and Cabrera shown excellent defender. Like the plays he made were, were crazy. The the play he made up against the tarp, that was that was great. And that that kind of energy helps. I mean, Judge said the dugout was dead, which was crazy. And you know, I I, I hope yesterday is uh a sign of things to come. We said that after the Grand Slam game, but um, you know, I, I appreciated the reaction after Judge got hit. Um, you know, the day before I appreciated Cabrera going over the tarp. Um, and, uh, I appreciated the fans booing Hal Steinbrenner. Um, <laughs> and I hope, I hope he got the message, but, um, but yeah, I, I thought yesterday was, was a fun game. It kind of felt like a, a kind of a, a game that we had watched earlier this year where they found a way to win and, and we'll see moving forward. I think there's things they could do. I, I would love to see Peraza up here, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we, we got to figure something out. And and we'll see what they do moving forward. But um, I don't really have anything else on my mind about this series. It just kind of sucked for three games. Uh, I thought Boone using Abreu in the spots he used him in was crazy. Um, you know, but it is what it is. And we've, we've talked about Boone enough. But uh, what did you think of the uh, O'Neill Day fest- festivities? I uh, it, it was it was nice to see his. His uh, little speech there. There's some galaxy brain theories that he was trying to pitch at yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on a contract, but um, you know, overall, uh, it was nice to see most of the old gang back back together again. And uh, number twenty one go over Monument Park. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we make that full transition, just to give people some some numerical perspective on the Yankees' notable contributors for most of the season, you've got. LeMahieu putting up a 400 OPS in his last nine games. Anthony Rizzo, 662 OPS in his last 14 games. And Judge and Torres, uh, Judge is at 445 OPS in his last nine games. And then Torres is the one with the the larger sample size, a 491 OPS in his last 25 games. So they all need to uh, to wake up. And they would certainly have an easier time waking up if Paul O'Neill was, was in the dugout, he was always entertaining. I thought the water cooler gift was, uh, was pretty funny and seeing O'Neill kick it gave me a a good laugh. And like you said, it was good to see, um, good to see those old faces again, as, as always, and give the current team more up close look at a core that was able to win and able to weather a a storm like this of their own in, in 2000 and get back to their, to their winning ways. So, um, but well, in the, just, this is worse. Yeah, yeah. And there was no, they, there was actually a previous track record of winning. So made it a little easier to believe that they would turn it around. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was nice seeing every, uh, nice seeing people up on the video, leave some, some nice messages. I really loved hearing from, from Don Mattingly. I thought he said some, some really nice things to O'Neill. And uh, I, th- I thought O'Neill's speech was en- enjoyable too. Sometimes it's just kind of like the same old, the same old stuff. But I thought it was cool that he, you know, 
called out the uh, the bleacher creatures and, and made the Aaron Judge note at, at the very end, and um, you know, saying how you know the fans the fans love you when you win, and we did that a lot. That was um, I thought that was that was nice too because. I, you know, this was, I think you said it when you went to the game, not that long ago. And then I was at the game on, on Friday. And something I've noticed is like, while the Yankees have been in this swoon, I think it was Cone in the broadcast booth who said that the fans come to cheer, but they're expecting to boo from my experience at the game. I mean, the fans are, fans are into it. They're dying for a reason to cheer. Like they are, they are, you know, encouraging every player that comes to the plate it feels like positive energy up until up until the team gets down and then you re- remember the state of the offense and how big of a hole that's going to be and then they start getting frustrated but it really has been striking me as like the fans have been coming out with full intention to witness the start of a turnaround and it's been a, a positive atmosphere and, and full houses too i mean every every game the last week or so you, you hear 40 40 plus thousand so yeah it, it reminds me of um kind of like in, in the playoffs in hockey where you give up a goal everybody boos but then when they do the next face off after the goal like the fans get start to cheer again like kind of like trying to will the team back into the game or something and i mean i feel like the yankee fans are trying to will this team out of the funk with their with their energy and they've, they've been bringing it man and, and I, it was cool to see o'neill like kind of acknowledge the the good yankee fans yeah yeah it was it was nice. O'Neill was always it was always one of my favorites to uh to watch play during that during that time. I'd say probably my say probably my third third favorite position player, Yankee behind Jeter and Bernie. And Tino's not even in your top three, bro. What the heck? No. I'm trying to think if he would be on my my Mount Rushmore if he would have been number four. Probably. I'll just say like they got to oh, you know, yeah, in the World yeah. Series. Matt Matsui probably would be actually. Matt Matsui is a good Yankee. We'll have to yeah. we'll have to do our our lists in the <laughs> off season. But yeah, I mean, it it was really cool to see, and I was glad they got the win on O'Neill Day because uh, you know O'Neill was one of those kind of guys like ultimate winner, and uh, you know a lot of great memories from the Warrior. Absolutely, and then the Yankees themselves showed a little bit of fight after. After uh, hearing from O'Neill with Judge and then Garrett Cole screaming from from uh, the Audi logo, as Alec think, Manoa put it. Do you think that was intentional? Um, yes, I did too. They hit him right in the guard, I, yeah. and I, I I think when Judge went up to him, it was like we're cool because he didn't he didn't come up high. He hit him right in his elbow guard. Yeah, perfect. But, perfect you know. But he had gone up and in on Judge earlier in the mm-hmm. game. First base was open with one out. Yep. Nobody else in the lineup. Even even with Judge slumping, he's still more dangerous than anybody else in the lineup. I thought I thought and it was he got, pretty he, clear. Manoa got the ground ball, but he didn't cover first on the next play. It almost yep. worked out perfectly. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, we don't need to do a preview because you guys can just go check out our last episode with Matt Ibanez of Till Mets Do Us Part, where we do a much more in-depth breakdown of the upcoming Subway Series, the state of the Yankees and Mets as a whole, changing of the guard in a sense of who is seen as the more free-spending organization, all that good stuff. But you can check that all out. And we, uh, Sean and I, will be back to talk about the Subway Series on Wednesday. So thanks for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Let's go, Yanks.